willkommen zu einer neuen Folge von The Canadian Wants to Know. Ein Podcast für Englischlernende in Deutschland, der kraftvolle Geschichten und anregende Fragen nutzt, damit ihr auf unterhaltsame Weise eure Sprachkenntnisse verbessern, vertiefen und festigen könnt. Hier ist euer Host, The Canadian George Robledo. Welcome to the Canadian Wants to Know podcast. On this episode, I'm talking to a fellow Canadian about life in Germany. I've lived in Germany for five years now, and my guest has been here for about three months. We'll compare our experiences and talk about the differences between life in Canada and Germany. Welcome to the show, Kyle. Can you tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from? Yeah, sure. Uh, so, uh, yeah, my name's uh, Kyle Dornline. I'm from uh, Toronto, Canada, and I'm 27 years old. Great. And what brought you to this side of the world? Uh, initially, I met some Germans and it was they talked about their style of life and the way they do certain things. And it was like, oh, that seems nice. I'll give it a shot one day. Yeah. And that's kind of simply what brought me here. Nice, nice. I'm happy that you came here. I haven't met many here. other Canadians here <laughs> in Freiburg, so that brings a little bit of home closer to me. Nice. Um, tell me, what are your first impressions of this country? Yeah, so first impressions. Uh, initially, I thought this was going to be very difficult and very... Um, hard to adapt and it well it does take a lot of it is a bit challenging to kind of adapt and live here you know due to um you know my kind of inability to speak german so proficiently yet uh but in freiburg it's been great i've been so lucky to meet such great people i live with uh, a handful of good people and i've been so lucky to meet just yeah just a handful of people that I would consider my friends at this point and I really didn't think it was going to be like that with you know everything going on it's harder to actually meet people in like the normal setting as well as you know you're in a foreign place if you don't really know it you can sometimes assume the worst and I thought maybe this was going to be really difficult for six to nine months and then Eventually things would get easier, but it actually, I, it's been really good. And, uh, that first, my first three months, I'm really happy. No, that's really great. Yeah. Because I know for me, I had a very different <laughs> first impression. <laughs> so I'm really happy that you, you've enjoyed this time period, even under these circumstances with, mm. with COVID and the lockdown and everything else. Yes. Were there some stereotypes that you had before you came here about Germans and Germany? I mean, of of course, as um, a new person going somewhere, you're going to look up those videos online to say, oh, the top whatever things or the this is the list of the stereotypes of, of the people. And, you know, honestly, those maybe might be helpful somewhere, but I find... Um, like the people here in Freiburg to be really diverse and the videos that talk about, you know, stereotyping what German people are, they're not really that valid or they don't, they don't help you at mm -hmm. all. <laughs> and, and it's like, well, of course they shouldn't because it's like, 
yeah, Germany is a very diverse place. Maybe those videos would have applied for in the 50s or something mm -hmm. where the population was very homogenous. And yeah, but they don't really hold that much weight now um, in terms of kind of the stereotypes that I would say are pretty popular. And, and if I compare things to what it is back home uh, as in uh, Toronto is the punctuality is super valued here. Mm -hmm. um, and that's awesome. I actually really like that because you show up when you want to, or like, you know, the time that you meet and the person that you is like almost always right there with you. And so that's awesome. Um, but that's, I guess that's just, that's the here. big one now. Punctuality. Yeah. Yeah. I think if, if you don't do that right, it's, quite disrespectful or it wouldn't be taken lightly if you weren't respecting that mm -hmm. time um but yeah yeah i i it's hard to it's hard to stereotype uh just maybe maybe it's easier to do in certain regions of germany but i find freiburg to be really diverse uh for the people that you meet and everyone's tendencies and yada 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 yeah, it's a university town, so you have people coming from exactly. other parts of the country, other parts of the world. Mm -hmm. So it does create for a more diverse experience. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. I think that, that's a huge factor in it. Tell us about your experience with the German language. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. So I came here with very little knowledge and like the kind of knowledge that you pick up from doing a couple months of, you know, Duolingo or the apps that you can get and maybe just a couple of handful uh, or helpful books. Uh, I mean, um, but nothing formal. And so it's been it's been quite difficult uh, to pick that up. Luckily, um, and this is maybe better for the short term, but not so great for the long term is that everyone speaks English remarkably well there's very little people that you meet that don't speak english uh or that or that can't speak english um for sure there's always going to be uh communication barriers where if someone's speaking not their native language and yeah that's always going to happen but uh it's been really easy to communicate um on an English, but I know your question asked about the experience of German and it's, yeah. So just going back to that, it is a little bit uh, difficult to grasp. Uh, and this is mainly someone, or this is mainly uh, for someone that is from North America where you don't get, or you don't really pick up a second language. So doing this right now would be the first time getting yeah. that second language. And uh, so it's 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 quite difficult. Um, uh, and the classes right now, most of them are online, which is a little bit difficult to learn. But um, yeah, yeah, I find uh, everyone is quite generous to kind of talk to you a little bit, like talk slower to you, to and and everyone appreciates when you speak a little bit of German. Yeah, I think so. Right. So 
It is something for us in Canada. People say, "Oh, wow, Canada is a bilingual country, right? It's an English and French speaking country." But the reality is that if you're from the English speaking part of Canada, you are most likely not going to speak French. You 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 take French in school. You have a couple classes, but then you leave school and you say, "Yeah, why, why do I need French? Everyone speaks English here." Yeah, yeah, so and it's a sad, sad situation. Yeah, it, it's unfortunate the 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 state of it being when you learn it in school, you nobody takes it so seriously, and it's just one of those things that uh, you kind of have to take for a few years, and you don't really acquire so much language. The only exception to that is going to those French immersion schools. Yeah, those that, are great. Yeah, and everything in that school is taught in French. And I find my friends and colleagues that, that went through that process and went through that education, they are, they've acquired French as like a more permanent kind of language that, that they speak. And that's great. But for most people that go through the normal... Public, public school education system. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really difficult for them to acquire it unless it's like some kind of forced effort from the parents and things like that. It's it's I think it's really difficult to convince kids to see the value of that. Mm. It's you know. And I really wish we made a better effort at promoting the benefits of bilingualism sure. in Canada. And it's something that I I do appreciate about uh Germany. If you go to gymnasium, which is uh, in their high school system, they have three different types of high schools. Mm-hmm. There, you need to learn two other foreign languages before you graduate. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, so Jennifer, she she took uh, English, of course. It's 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 a given. Everyone has to take English in gymnasium, plus Spanish and French. Wow. So she finished her high school speaking four languages, which is pretty like, and I've met many Germans who, yeah, I speak three, I speak four. And in Canada, if you speak a second language, it's like, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's really uncommon. So mm-hmm. to see that is, is, is pretty cool. Culture shock. Have you experienced any at all? Uh, yeah, um, there's, there's been a couple things, uh, so I just recently went through the process of looking for a new apartment. And one thing that is very uncommon to see back home is somebody that, uh, or seeing a, an apartment that doesn't have like a kitchen. It's just an empty room that you, you know, should put a sink in and should. So to see that, to see like, apartments lacking the infrastructure requiring the renter to put the infrastructure or build that is really shocking because mm. that is basic i've never seen that in canada and it's so common to see that here and that that was that was that was interesting um or the situation i think you mentioned that you went to look at a an apartment and they wanted to sell you the kitchen. Yes, yeah, they wanted to sell the kitchen, and there was really nothing that the land, I guess, the landowner of the, like the building, really owned in this unit. It was like I'm, I'm assuming they they owned the toilet or or whatever. But in terms of 
yeah, what the previous renter, they wanted to sell the counter, the, the kitchen sink, all this kind of stuff that back home, that would just be there yeah. and it would be like part of the rent. Yeah. And, and if things break on like the sink or the fridge or like the large appliances, it's kind of on the landlord to fix it. That's the point of you renting. So when you, so that was a bit of a shocking thing to experience uh, when I was looking for apartments. I wasn't really so ready for that, but yeah, you, you learn. And yeah. Have you experienced this FKK culture, this oh. nudity culture that they have in Germany? Have yeah. you noticed it at all? Uh, so I haven't been to a sauna yeah, I, I I would like to go, uh, but yeah, I know I know uh, what you're talking about with the um, with the nudity, and I have experienced it uh, when I was just going through a park with a friend, and there was a lake there, not a very big one, but you know, and there was just some people that were just naked, and they and they were swimming, and it's like, oh, cool, that's like that's something you never see. Like, you really never see back home. Um, I mean, we do have nudist beaches and places that are specifically for that. Uh, but you would never, in Canada, go to, like, a park within a city and just see that. That was... Uh, so that was a bit of a shocking thing. I, I mean, it wasn't, like... Like that's just that's the way it is here, and that's that's cool. I, I think it's a great thing to um, be more nude in, in in public. It's it's not. I think back home, nudity is very sexualized, and it's cool to just see that not be the case here, and just just be more. I guess more people just accepting the bodies and. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that's that's cool. But yeah, I, I that's the only experience. I, I Yeah, I haven't been to a sauna yet. And I look forward to the first experience going. I'm sure it's going to be really stressful because, you know, I don't do that. But it should be fun. Yeah, I, I remember the first time I went to a sauna. Yeah. No one had warned me. <laughs> I did not know about this uh, nudity policy at the sauna. So I walk in... I've got my shorts. Mm -hmm. And then on the right side, there was this older woman, probably in her 70s, completely naked with her legs stretched out. And I'm just like, whoa, <laughs> what is going on here? <laughs> but within a week, I was naked. Mm. And I was just, okay, this is the way it is. No one cares. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think when you see everyone not minding it, you just eventually kind of conform to that mindset because it's really just an artificial thing that is totally in your head. And well, it's, yeah, that's... <laughs> what about the food? What do you think about German food? Uh, so, yeah, I haven't, I actually haven't tried so much German food. And that's mainly due to, well, I've been kind of holding back traveling because of Corona and, you know, the restaurants, like they're not closed, but they do takeouts. But I haven't, yeah, I haven't ventured so much. I've tried a couple things. Uh, I, I, you know, as someone who eats meat, I do like all the things that Germans do with pork. That's, it's awesome. 
and it's yeah it's super delicious the thing that i i have gotten a chance to explore and try a lot of is the bakeries uh and i love german bread and desserts as well like they're really good to see especially when you go on like a sunday morning or whatever like in just go to a bakery in the morning and get like a nice loaf of bread for your house and you know you have that for with breakfast and yeah it's it's a really it's a cool thing to see that and so many bakeries too in in canada there's not so many um and most people generally get their bread from the supermarket and um you know the manufactured sliced bread kind of mm. thing and uh yeah just not really go that route and just try really good bread it is it's awesome i love bread i think germans will feel very proud when they listen to this <laughs> section and they'll be like yes it's true our bread is the best <laughs> yeah no it's it's really good you can't argue <laughs> right no i think you're right about that i uh, i remember uh when Jennifer came to Canada, it was the same thing. Oh, you call this bread? <laughs> yeah, I guess when you get used to such good things, to have it not, it would be quite disappointing. And for us, it was just like, oh, this is what we have. I don't know. I never thought about <laughs> yeah, yeah. the potential of bread to be even more delicious. I don't know. <laughs> but no, we'll definitely have to go and check out some German restaurants in the near future once they open up again yeah yeah you have to try german food yeah i'm, I'm looking forward to that because yeah that's one thing that i kind of look forward to <laughs> would you say there are big differences between germany and canada have you noticed any big differences um so it's it's kind of difficult to uh like obviously there are a lot of differences um, I would say a bit more on like the, my personal experience of coming from a city of like 5 million people to a city of 200, 300,000. Uh, there's obviously the difference of like the smaller city experience, like that kind of, uh, slower, slower pace is, is awesome. Um, but I think that mainly is attributed to the city that I go to because if I went to Berlin it would obviously be incredibly different than Freiburg um, but yeah it's 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 really difficult to say the exact differences um, like in, in in what maybe maybe you can help me in like saying like what what exactly would you like uh, as a difference or maybe some differences uh, the directness, it, it is a stereotype. Okay, so this But I did notice at the beginning that people are more direct than we are back home. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, communication based. Yeah, I, I, I would say, uh, yeah, the directness sometimes, um, and this is one of those things that the videos that you watch where it's like the things that you need to know. Yeah, that's the directness is there. And. I guess, yeah, our differences for how we talk in North America, there's definitely a lot of fluff uh, mm. would be like... Yeah, with the, small talk, huh? Yeah, with small talk and like the stuff that kind of goes around the point and then gets to the point where as here, people more tend to just go to the point and communicate what's kind of important first. And then 
maybe the stuff follows, but it's, um, yeah, I, I guess it could be if you're not ready for that and you're, and you have the expectations that people are going to mimic your communication style as a North American, it would be a little bit rude, maybe like I, I if guess, you have no experience yeah, if, if, or knowledge about it, if, yeah. If you didn't expect it, you would assume that the person is not interested in talking. Uh, whereas if you do and you you are knowledgeable about this kind of approach to it, there's no like there was no effort to offend you. There was no yeah yeah. Uh, yeah. It's 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 hard to explain that. Because, yeah, I think the first time you 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 have that, like you, you can kind of be knowledgeable about it, but only when you experience it is when it's like, oh, right, I got to get used to that. Yeah. Have you noticed any differences when you sit down and eat with German people, like in terms of behaviors, how they behave at the, the table? Um, yeah, so that's a that's a good question. I haven't been so observant with uh, groups, and you know, I I only really like meet with groups in terms of like my VGA. So it's yeah, we just comment on how they eat and interact with each other, which is friendly. It's a nice kind of atmosphere. Um, it's very social. The experience. It's. It's it's really I, I have not paid so much attention to. Mm -hmm. That's <laughs> something that I I do notice in the different countries that I've lived or traveled to. Mm. The table is where you see the biggest differences in cultures. Is how people eat, how much they eat, when they eat, mm. right? When can we begin to eat? Uh, that's where I see a lot of differences between the cultures. But uh, you'll you'll probably need a little bit more time. Yeah, I mean, I mean, as as things get more relaxed in terms of the measures, you'll be able to meet and eat with more people. But right now, it's a little bit more closed. Mm -hmm. How about in dating? You're a young man, no? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, dating is, um, yeah, it's interesting. Um, of course, as like uh, uh, Oslando, you're going to look up, you know, those videos that's like oh you know guide to german women or or whatever like like the stereotyping videos and um those don't really help you in any way <laughs> it's it's um everyone is so like on the point earlier everyone is so diverse and everyone is like so unique that you can't really have a stereotyped approach to people and yeah yeah it's it's hard to it's hard to answer that because it's like yeah and also you know with um corona and things like that you don't tend to do that so much like i mean you could <clears throat> theoretically within the measures do that but there's always that like tinge of of guilt where it's like oh i shouldn't be meeting new people it's yeah until things get a bit better but i think yeah you make a very good point uh i think it, it makes more sense to go into a date with an open mind of course yeah of i don't know 
anything about this person yet. Let's find out instead of coming with preconceived notions or just preconceived ideas of, oh, because they're German, they're going to behave in this and this way. Yeah, that doesn't work. It doesn't work. We may come from different countries and, of course, our countries influence our behavior, but we're still individuals. Yeah. And we still have our own ways of doing things. Right? You'll find people who, of course, they, they fit the stereotype perfectly. And then you'll find other people who just are completely different. I, I say this to my wife all the time. I'm like, Jennifer, you're never punctual. I don't even know how you can be considered a German. We should, we should take your passport away. But yeah, she's an individual as well. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there are Germans, believe it or not, who are not punctual. Yeah, right? for sure. And I think that's that's an important takeaway for just everyone in general. We're having fun here and we're talking about differences in, in cultures, but a lot of times we can't make these very specific claims of, yeah, people from this country are this way. Yeah, and yeah, it, it's, it's not the best approach to do that generally, uh, but yeah, it doesn't apply. Like I said, like uh, maybe it might apply back way in the day, but not now. Yeah, the, the world has become a little smaller. Yeah, more globalization, uh, I guess. <laughs> with globalization, exactly. And uh, but no, it's a very beautiful country to live in. I'm very grateful to live in Germany. I say that all the time uh, to my students, and uh, sometimes they look at me funny. <laughs> They're like, "How can you like Germany so much?" I'm like, "I love Germany." <laughs> It's for me, I've grown so much as an individual. Mm. And that's what I would recommend to everyone. If you have the opportunity at some point in your life, live somewhere else. Yeah, no, for sure. It's, uh, yeah, just kind of really in the same kind of uh, experience where it's like the last three months have been very interesting where I've learned so much about myself here in this new environment and all the cultural and societal norms that are different it's yeah it's really cool to experience that mm-hmm. and i really hope that you can continue to grow and develop and learn thank you especially yeah. this language it's not an easy one but it's possible to learn yeah. and once you're able to kind of switch your mind from this oh it's impossible it's so hard to yes other people have done it I will also reach that goal. Mm, I'm sure. Thanks a lot, Kyle, for joining me. Oh, yeah. And for talking. And I really hope that we can do another episode in the future. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks for having me. So I have one final question for all of you out there. And well, actually, no, it's it's for you. Oh, cool. (laughs) This will help everyone else. And the question is, what would you recommend Germans do or see when they visit Canada? Mm. yeah i i think so i would recommend uh because people are very always very shocked at how large canada is and sometimes people put in their itinerary to do things in one province and things in another province and uh you should definitely try to plan that out a bit beforehand but i would always recommend people to visit like Banff, uh, this one of the national parks, Algonquin Park's another beautiful 
national park. There's a lot of natural beauty in Canada that, like, is so unique and so, like, striking. Uh, and also, we have a, a lot of great cities. I would, I would definitely recommend people to visit Vancouver. It's beautiful. Um, Montreal is, like, an older city. Like, I know old is the standard like our Canada is extremely young compared to Germany and all of Europe, but um, yeah, those. And then also, this I I would still recommend people to visit the other coast, the East Coast, uh, to visit Halifax or PEI because it is totally different. Yes. Every province in Canada is quite; they're not the same, uh, and it's just if you have the time to explore all. Of like well, you, you don't have to explore all of them, but to just hit those spots that like on the coast as well as like the main cities, it's really beautiful and uh, yeah. And and if you're in Toronto, you should try all the food because it's an amazing food city. You can try almost any food there, and it will be genuine and it will be authentic and it will be amazing. Thank you. Those are great tips. Yeah. But just make sure that you take a look at the map to see the distances between some of these places or else yeah. it's it's <laughs> not really possible to do it in a, on a two-week holiday. No, uh, no. So if you do the East Coast, preferably stay in the East Coast. If you're in the West Coast, try and do things around the West Coast. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Thank you. For sure. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and share it with your friends. And if you want to improve your business English, sign up and subscribe to my YouTube channel, The Canadian Wants to Know. That's it for this episode. Thank you guys for your attention. I'll see you in the next one.